Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. This is episode number 58, Peeling Back the Cocoon. And today I have a wonderful guest, Miss Casey from the Peel Back Report and Real News Live. How are you doing, my dear? I'm doing great, Janet. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to talk to you. It's going to be super fun. I'm I'm very glad that you're on here with me today because I've heard you on a, a lot of other podcasts. Um, our community is such a strong community, and and I think we all support each other, which is an amazing thing. And you know, Mick said something from the Patri- Patriot Party the other day, which is so true. Like he talked about how we don't consider each other competition; like we consider each other like you know, to boost each other. And it's like a happy community. And I've never run across anybody that, that felt like it was competition. Yeah, no, so. definitely. It's like, a, it's like a little family. It's like, we're all kind of on the same team. We're working for the same goal. And we all have different ways to express that. And we all bring different things to the table. So it makes it a lot of fun. But yeah, it's definitely a great community. I've had a lot of fun. So tell me about you and about your shows and like how you got started into this. I'm sure. So it was probably about three or maybe maybe almost four years ago. Gosh, I feel like time flies. Um, but I was really just kind of, um, I don't know, looking for podcasts to listen to. My kids were uh, in school full time and um, I was a stay at home mom. So when they were in school, I was like, well, I mean, to listen to some things while I'm at the gym or whatever. And um, I ran across some like conspiracy type of podcasts. Uh, talking about like aliens and flat earth and inner earth and all kinds of crazy (laughs) stuff. And I was like, this is insane. So I started really just digging into that and then realizing that everything is connected. That's what I say all the time. Like everything Mm -hmm. is really connected. And um, just started digging and kind of going down that rabbit hole. And once you slide down, there's no crawling back out, which is great. Exactly. (laughs) All the scariest sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And then I just realized I had all of this. um, I was just researching and researching. I had tons of knowledge and and information that I felt like I really needed to share with people. And I was like, does anybody else know this stuff? Like I, I wanted my friends and my family to know first off. And I was like, how can I get my voice out there and really start to to share what I know. And obviously, I'm a talker. So <laughs> I feel like this was only natural. And the, so I started the uh, the peel back report. And I did that for a year or two, um, just interviewing different people that are in the community, uh, people that had knowledge mm-hmm. I wanted to learn from on different topics, and kind of their experiences. And then I moved over to doing real news live, um, actually, August of last year. And that's three days a week, I would do um, just the news, like just really finding articles and um, digging into the news like that. And so we do uh, three days a week on Real News Live. And uh, yeah, and so then I'm kind of getting back into doing my own podcast again and, and talking to people, which is, you know, such an honor to talk to you and meet all the people that are in our group. It was, um, it's been such a good experience. So just kind of going back into doing that, because there are so many things going on right now, and so many different experiences, especially living here in California. Um, there's just people that I feel uh, I should reach out to and, you know, and, and get their stories out there too. And, uh, you know, ask the questions that everybody wants to know. So kind of focusing on that, but um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. It's, it's been a, it's been a road, it's been a journey. 
I definitely learned a lot, a lot in this last couple of years and met great, great patriots. So it's been fun. And, and I love that. So I guess this is where so, I was led. <laughs> so let me ask you, like, when you first started researching and getting into things and being like, oh my God, like I've never heard of that, but holy cow, it's true. And I want to spread the word. How did your friends and family respond to you? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I think a lot of people kind of go through this. It's like they, you get ostracized. People are like, right. where is this coming from? You're crazy. Like, oh my gosh, you, when, when mm -hmm. did you put on your tinfoil hat? You're crazy conspiracy theorist. And, you know, I lost a lot of friends. I think that we kind of all, all go through that um, and family right. that, that block you or, you know, you can tell that the friends are posting about you uh, because it's not directly towards you, but you know, it's about you and stuff like that. And so I lost a lot of friends that I've had for, you know, since I was a kid. Um, but mm -hmm. the crazy thing is now is they're all starting to come back because they're seeing what happened and they were paying attention and they're seeing what um, is happening now. And so they're kind of coming back around and going like, you know, sharing things with me that I shared, you know, two years ago. Exactly. Seen this? And I'm like, oh my gosh. But it's just that planting those little seeds, you know, and, and sometimes they fall by the wayside, but sometimes they, they grow. And so I'm, I'm seeing that. But of course, at the beginning, like I said, I think we all go through that. It's, it's rough, you know, um, just, you know, not being accepted. But I mean, I don't know if it's because I have red hair. I've kind of always stood out and always kind of been like the outcast of like, you're so weird anyways. Um, <laughs> but it didn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all that, you know, that, that people say those things because I'm living my truth, you know, and I'm, I'm doing what I feel right. is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And that's the most important. So if they want to accept it and then come back around, that's cool. And if not, you know, maybe they'll do it in, you know, on their own time, because I feel that's a big part of it. We all kind of have to uh, accept these truths. And, and we all kind of they're revealed to us at a certain time in our life that we need it. And so if anything, I just hope that I planted those seeds and, um, and they grow and I've seen it. So so that's good. It's encouraging. It's encouraging to see that. Yeah. And I, definitely have gone through the same thing. Um, not so much friends, but family members, definitely. Mm -hmm. And it has been quite the journey. But I'm one of those people, like, if you don't accept me for who I am, yeah. then, and I know this may sound crass, but then you don't need to take up space around me. That's right. Because I don't, I don't do well with negative energy and negative people and whatnot because I have no drama in my life and I won't allow it. Yeah. And so, you know, if they want to believe stuff, they will. And if they don't, they won't. But it's funny because um, my daughter is in college right now. And so she's definitely had <clears throat> the indoctrination, but um, she's very alert to a lot of things, except for one thing. Um, we got into the conversation the other day regarding schooling. Mm -hmm. And she is a huge activist anyway, as it goes. And she she's an activist for a lot of different things. But the one thing that she was unaware of is about some of the things that they're integrating into the school system. And how toxic and poisonous, poisonous mm -hmm. it is. And so I ended up sending her a bunch of information because she was like, oh, you're crazy, mom. Like, they're not teaching these things in school. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> it's going on in my state. Here's a bunch more other states. Mm -hmm. Here's the curriculum. Here's the assignments that little tiny kids are getting. And so we got into a very heated exchange about that until I sent her the information. And she's like, holy shit, I had no idea. 
Yeah. And it's weird because I feel a lot of parents are saying the same thing, you know, and it's their kids. And a lot of them are saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it it astounds me, like, as a parent, how do you not know what's going on with your kids? Do you not look at their homework? Do you not look at the stuff that they bring home? Because we were literally constantly, let me see your homework. Let me look at what you're doing. Um, Let me look in your history book. Let me see, you know, your science stuff. What are you learning? I want to know what you're learning. And I I don't know if that's because, you know, I came from being in the medical field and also teaching in college and wanting to know, or if it's just because it's good parenting to watch, watch over your kids. Well, it's definitely good parenting. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm in Southern California. It's obviously very expensive to live here. And I feel a big part of it that I've seen personally is parents are so busy. I mean, you have two parents mostly working um, full time right. and then, you know, their kids are in after school care from two to six. They get picked up. They go home. Um, most of the kids do their homework at after school care. So parents don't even see what they're doing. And then when mm-hmm. they get home, there's no engagement because you're tired. You've been working all day. And the last thing that you need to do is run around with your, you know, the last thing you want to do, you need to, but the last thing you want to do <laughs> is, you know, listen to, listen to your kids about their day or whatever. So you just stick them in front of the pacifier, which is the iPad and right. you just silence them up so you can have your time and you eat dinner and you go to bed. And that is a huge thing here, especially because I mean, I was, my mom was always at home with me. Everybody's situation is different, but I feel like they they have made it to this point now where it is, you can't live unless you have two incomes, especially in California, but I'm seeing it all over the state. So it's like they're, they did it on purpose. You know, obviously they're able to tax those two incomes now. It splits the family and it automatically puts these kids where they're being um, indoctrinated all day long because we're seeing it now. Um, And then after school, they're with whoever and then they go home and it's just there's very little family time. And I think that's by design. I really do. I think that that's by design. Because if you look at the time when that started to happen, I mean, the 80s, when women went into the workforce and then what happened, fast food came into the picture. And then you have people that, you know, you come home, you don't have time to cook. So you just pick up Wendy's on the way home. And so then we have this obesity problem. I mean, it all trickles down and it just, I feel like it all goes back to that time. And then not to mention again, they are double taxing in a household now. You're getting twice the income t- um, tax. So mm-hmm. I think that it's it's all by design. But um, unfortunately, I think that it's they made it so parents are so busy. They just aren't paying attention. But right. I think that this last year has definitely opened up the eyes of parents because you're forced to be home with your kids. You know, most businesses mm-hmm. um, are shut down or parents are working from home and their kids are online and they're seeing what they're doing. And um, I think that it was a huge eye opener, but I think we needed it. So if there was anything good that came out of this whole COVID mess, it was definitely parents paying attention to what their kids are doing. And especially here in California, we've seen a huge uprising of parents that are you know, standing against critical race theory. They're standing against masks. Right. They're really standing up for their kids. And uh, it's unfortunate it had to happen that way, but it's just so refreshing to see that they're getting involved and making a difference. So, right. I mean, people are pulling their kids out of school left and right here. And that, I think, is going to be the big impact because, you you know, if a butt is not in a seat, they're not getting paid. So That's exactly right. And California yeah. makes a lot of money off of their students. $16,000 per student. $16,000 yeah. a student. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's the funny thing because, like, the teachers' unions, um, especially there, but in a lot of other places, it's like, 
well, we're not going to, you know, teach or uh, the parents aren't allowed to, to watch online classes and see what their kids are teaching and you can't screenshot and you can't do all of this stuff. And it wasn't until those things started happening that parents got really pissed and they're like, what? Like, I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to be in the room to see what's going on. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. No, yep. kind of like Justin Trudeau. You know, I have a message for all the kids. Parents, please leave the room. Unbelievable. I just want to talk to your kids. So yeah, weird. No. And kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of creepy. I would not leave my child alone with Justin Trudeau, but that's beside the point. Yeah, most definitely. So how did you, I know that you homeschool. So how did you... Uh, decide to do that? And how did you go about picking? Because I know there's a lot of different um, places where you can get online education for your kids for homeschooling. How did you get into all that? And how did you pick what you were going to teach? So ironically enough, I was homeschooled. Uh, my parents were ahead of the curve. Like they knew exactly what was happening um, way back when. I mean, I'm 35. So, uh, you know, when I was in school, they knew immediately. I think it started, um, I was in like fifth grade and we were supposed to do a Halloween project and we were supposed to make a witch, like our decorated witch and hang it above our desk. And my mom's like, hell no, we're not doing that. That's so evil. <laughs> we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so they knew what was kind of happening. And so I'm the oldest. So they pulled me out of school and I was homeschooled. I graduated um, when I was 16. I took uh, community college classes when I was 14 on campus with adults when I was 14. And um, I've been successful since. So I was homeschooled. But um, having that experience, I knew what that was. But for some reason in my stubborn brain, I was like, I want my kids to go to public school. I want them to have that experience. It's not as bad mm-hmm. as what you think it is because we didn't even get that involved in public mm-hmm. school. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought that I knew best, right? And so when we bought our house, I was like, I want it to be in the best school district. And that's great. We have a great school district. We have great local schools. Um, But then this last year, like I said, a lot of people woke up. I was very involved with the school. We had a great school. Um, But when we all went to virtual online learning, I really realized how behind one of my one of my daughters were very, very Mm -hmm. far behind. And I'm like, why are they passing you if you were this far behind? Like you were not ready for this at all. You don't even know three times five. What are we doing? I'm like, what have you been doing these eight hours every single day, you know, like <laughs> nine months out of the year? Um, and so just seeing that and realizing like, okay, I can do better than this. I can do better than this. And I knew, you know, you know your kids. And so I knew exactly what she needed. And um, I felt like it was such a time waster, you know, to have these kids sitting in front of the screen the whole time. So I think they did about two months of the online schooling um, back in uh, the beginning of last year. And I said, I'm going to do I'm going to do this on my own. So I pulled them. And because I was homeschooled, I knew um, to get involved with the HSLDA, which is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Um, You pay like a membership. And literally, if there's any problems with the state, with the government, they're your legal aid, like they are your lawyers. And so that's just a good thing to have um, fallback. So anyone who homeschools, I suggest um, just to get an HSLDA membership to cover your ass, basically. Now, is that in any state or is that just in California? Nope, in any state. It's any, it's, it's you know, nationwide. So, so um, parents pay attention to that because that is key and that is extremely important especially when they're realizing all these kids are leaving and they're, oh, you're going to private Mm -hmm. homeschool. Let me go ahead and look into that. Right. And then your parents are screwed. But, you know, for like $115 a year, you have a legal defense. So I suggest that to anyone. Um, 
uh, yeah. And then I just kind of went into, you know, what kind of curriculum am I going to do? You obviously have to file for, at least in California, a private um, homeschool affidavit. So you're you're filing for a private school through the state of California. And my private school was called FTSA, which stands for F the System Academy. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on your show. Yes, you are. Okay, yes, yeah, you well, are. Okay, absolutely. Right. Okay. Well, it stands for Fuck the System Academy because I was just so over it. And so legally, that is my school name under the state of California. And um, and then just That's finding, perfect. Yeah, I know. I hope that they got the point there. <laughs> They're going through applications like, oh, we got one of those. Um, but yeah, and then just finding the, the curriculum. There's so many free curriculums out there that you can choose from. Um, we did one that's called Easy Peasy, and it's literally the easiest thing ever. But I mean, with resources that you can find like on Amazon, you know, like you, if you want to do books like that, you can find workbooks. But I really realized this last year, just focusing on what my kids are interested in. I have a 10-year-old right. daughter, and she loves dinosaurs. Like, knows every name of dinosaurs. So, and, and reptiles and that's her thing. So it's like, well, let's find something, you know, dinosaur you like, and let's just do a full report on it because it's reading, it's researching, it's writing, it's typing on the computer. It's learning how to, you know, create a, create an essay and write it out. And then just things that they're focused on. It doesn't have to be, and I tell parents this that are new to homeschooling, it doesn't have to be, let's sit down from eight to two and we're doing work all day long because it's not feasible for parents most of the time just to do that, especially if you have other siblings and, and households to take care of, or if you have a job, it's a lot, but you just take that little bit of time to focus on what they like to do. Of course, math is important. Reading, writing, math. It's like you can, you know, do those things, you're going to succeed in life, right? It doesn't have to be these hardcore, like regimented, we have to sit down and do this. So I think that a lot of parents kind of get lost in that. Like it needs to be a school environment. And I'm just like, let's go to the park and lay down on a blanket under a tree and eat some lunch and do a math page, you know, and that's fine because they're kids. They're going to, they'll, they'll know how to do this eventually, but putting that pressure on yourself, especially um, being a new parent homeschooling, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so when parents do that, they don't want to continue because they feel like this is too much pressure. I'm not a teacher. Well, I'm not a teacher either, but you do know your kids, you know, right. so you can just adjust it to them. But like I said, there's so many different resources you could use um, for a curriculum. Like we focused a lot on history a lot mm-hmm. on the Constitution, um, just things that, especially for my older daughter, she uh, was eighth grade last year, just stuff like that, that it's like they don't teach you these things. And this is right. the most important thing. So I tried to really focus on the stuff that they were not teaching that you couldn't get in a traditional school. And that's what we did. And it's been amazing because if you want to go to the beach for the day, go to the beach for the day. You can do your you know schoolwork on a Saturday morning, you know, like eating mm-hmm. breakfast. It doesn't have to be a traditional thing. So that's why if I had any advice to parents, just give yourself a break, you know, like you're, it right. doesn't have to be a serious, you know, sit down thing. You can just focus on your kid and what they, what their interests are, because that's how you, you know, not school and college isn't for everyone. So everyone has a different interest and just focus on right. that. That'll be, that's, you know, that's and cool. I think, I think the way you're doing it um, is spectacular. And I think a lot of drawback for a lot of parents is in the math subject and it's like mm-hmm. teaching shit that's like common core. Oh god. Uh, common core math is hella confusing. <laughs> hella confusing and so oh, yeah. when they started teaching my daughter that I said, "Okay, we're going to sit down and I'm going to show you the traditional math way and you're going to learn that as well and you're going to learn how to get the answer a hell of a lot faster." from doing traditional math. And she was like, why are we learning this common core? And I'm like, I don't know. 
I don't know who the dumbass is that thought that up, but anything, it makes it more complicated and then kids can't pass. And, you know, when they have lots of kids that are definitely behind and not where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. for a grade level, they do pass them because it's yep. the no child left behind initiative. And I even saw that teaching college, I would have students come in that could not perform simple math functions. And I'm like, you're in college now. Like, how are you in college and you cannot add two plus two? I, I don't get it. And it's, yeah. it's you know, even in college, they were it, like pushing because it's based on financial aid dollars mm. for a lot of students. And it was like, well, you, ha- you have to find a way to pass them. And I'm like, no. I'm I'm a total asshole because I'm like, no, like if they don't show up to my class, if they don't turn their homework in, if they don't get good grades on that or get good grades on their test, I'm not going to pass them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what you say. You're not going to force me to put somebody out, especially teaching medical school. You're not going to force me to put somebody out in society that's going to harm someone else. Right. Not going to happen. Yeah. It's a big responsibility for you, especially, you know, teaching kids, you know, medical field. Like, yeah, you put yeah. them out there. And you're like, oh, God, they don't even know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Or, you know, writing writing papers or whatnot, you know, because, of course, in the medical field, you have to learn to chart. And it was like they would turn in papers that was like text speak. And it's like, CYL, see you later kind of stuff in their oh papers. Gosh. I went through so many red pens. I was like, circled everything. And I'm like, give it back to him. And I'm like, now write this out in human speak because this is not okay. Like to be able to communicate like this in the real world. If you're writing reports or writing something in a chart, you have to speak like a normal human being. You you oh can't goodness. talk in text speak, but that's what they teach them nowadays. That that that's normal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so huh. it was it was very challenging. <laughs> oh, I, I I bet. And then now you know you can't. Um, you know, math is racist. I don't know if you heard, right. but math yeah. is racist and science is racist. Everything's racist, and so let's just mm-hmm. lower all the standards for everyone because we don't want anyone. You know, be, it, that's right. the whole thing now. It's just oh well, we're not even going to do the SATs anymore because it's racist. For the kids that don't, that aren't, you know, so I'm like, you're kind of saying that you're, it's racist because the kids that don't know it, you're just going to pass them anyways. Isn't that exactly what you're, it's just mind blowing to me. Right. Makes no and, sense. And that's the thing is like the, the double speak that they use constantly yeah. for an argument, um, even like with the equal rights and equality for everyone and everybody on a level playing field. However, if you look at social media at all during the day, you have like these massive bot farms where like they're spewing identical tweets Mm -hmm. all day long about how unvaccinated people should be not allowed to buy groceries or not allowed to go out or not allowed to leave their house or you should kill them all or burn them all or exterminate them or whatever. But wait, I thought you were for equal rights for everybody. Mm -hmm. But that only applies if it's something that you think needs to be equal rights for. Yep. So 
and this is probably going to be controversial, but you know me and I don't care. So we're fighting for equal rights for LBGTQP plus whatever it is. XYZ. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. That's fine. But this is exactly what I told my daughter. If you're going to be an activist and fight for one thing, um, you cannot elevate that class over anyone else if you're mm-hmm. screaming about equal rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if you have part of the LBGTQ community that doesn't want to get a vaccination? Yep. So uh, you're fighting for their rights to make them better or, quote, equal but then at the same time, you're screaming that they shouldn't have any rights because they don't want to be forced to do something that's groupthink. Great point. Great and I'm point. like, you you can't have that in society. You can't say, you know, only Black Lives Matter and no one else does and elevate them over another group if you're in turn screaming about equality. Yep. You, you can't do that. Such a great point. Yep. I mean... I, I don't understand how it couldn't be more clear to people, but, you know, I think a lot of people miss that point yeah. when um, they get so passionate about something that they forget what the definition of things actually means. <laughs> just, I just say that common sense isn't very common. No, and it's that's not. that's unfortunate. And they don't, there is no teaching uh, common sense to people. Um, I don't know how old your kids are, but when ours were teenagers, um, common sense kind of flies out the window for (laughs) a couple of years. And you're just like, okay, so yesterday you were like super smart and had a lot. And now you don't have any, like, where did it disappear to? And then it comes back later on. But it's, it's kind of funny how that like comes in waves for some people and then other people just don't have any. (laughs) Right. No, I know. I have one that's, uh, she's going to start, um, she'll be in high school this year and she'll be 14. So I know. (laughs) Well, you know, actually I'm not doing too bad because when I was 14, I was stealing the car and driving around town. And so she doesn't do that. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Black sheep, but, black sheep know. for life. <laughs> I know, right? But I uh, know she's she's so smart. She really she kind of does a little red pulling herself. So I'm like, she listens to me a little bit, and then thinks I don't know what I'm talking about. But then I hear things that I say come out of her mouth, and I'm like, well, at least she's listening, you know. Yeah. So it, she's still in that stage, though. Um, and they they all do that. They all go through that where like parents are dumb. Oh yeah, and parents don't know anything, and just totally. because you said it, they won't listen to you. Yes. Oh, and yeah. then they'll then they'll turn around and sneak in their room and be on their phone with their friends. Did you know that? Blah, 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 and you're just like, oh yes, thank you. It's you fun. Tell me to my face, you don't believe me, but I know you truly do. Secretly. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. So, um, tell me, like, what are your on your show? Like, what are your favorite kind of things to cover? Oh my gosh! Well conspiracies. I think I will always be a conspiracy enthusiast. I mean, but then I'm realizing, well, I realized for a while, but there's nothing. It's just, it's not really conspiracy. It's just true. So, you know, all that kind of stuff I I think I love. I mean, of course I love the news and I love politics and, and, you know, getting into all that. But I think that the more like outrageous subjects is kind of, 
is kind of my jam just to hear people's perspective on like flat earth, you know, like I just, just entertaining mm-hmm. these different ideas, not necessarily believing all of them because there's a thing where, you know, you want to be open-minded, but not so open-minded that your brains fall out. You kind of just have to keep it together. So I want to, you know, you know, experience hear everyone's experiences and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I, I love that. I think that's kind of my favorite. Well, I know, I know you're a fan of Antarctica. Oh yes. Um, and don't you have an Antarctica tattoo? I do. I have an Antarctica tattoo. I know you can see it in the <laughs> thing. I do. I do have an Antarctica tattoo. And actually, um, I've had it for years and years, but I think there's only been one person that I even knew that was the continent of Antarctica because obviously you can't see it on a map. And so a lot of people don't know. But um, I think that, yeah, it's fascinating. I think there's a lot of stuff going on under there. I personally believe that that's the like original Atlantis. I think that there's something going on under there mm-hmm. covered in ice. If you see how the way the earth is now, you know, that's an ice, ice and ice. But if the earth was flipped the other direction, then it wouldn't be. And so if something happened and it flipped the earth, then now it's all buried in ice. And there's a reason why every country has got, you know, some type of a base down there. If it's just a giant sheet of ice, why do they have a base down there? What, what mm-hmm. are we doing? You know, we have the rumors of Hitler escaping down there. And, you know, he was involved with all kinds of, uh, you know, Maria Orsic and all kinds of, you know, technologies right. and, you know, anti-gravitic technologies and all these things that they were they were doing. And so well, I think he just left World War II and said, I'm going down here to do this stuff. And I think that's what's going on down there. And you know what? I tend to agree with you on that subject. And here's why. Um, a lot of information has come out that Hitler was part of the Tavistock Institute. Uh-huh. Um, and that he was put in that place. And a lot of the information that has come out about him was actually fabricated by the mainstream media mm-hmm. and they didn't have actual proof that he died. Mm-hmm. It was like they, they found some quote bones or something. Um, but they also had mass graves over there where they, they buried like a lot of people, not just people from supposedly concentration camps, but you know, soldiers and whatnot, they would dump them. And so, I tend to agree with you and the, you know, with the operation paperclip and the operation high jump and all of that stuff. I believe it's actually, um, that's somewhere where he could have gone or even to the Vatican because the Vatican's also a safe place. Mm. Um, but I think it's a research facility, uh, a bio engineering lab where they're, uh, that's where I think they do their cloning and um, their mutations of species and things like that. That's what I think it is. I do too. And Definitely. all of these, all of the people that, you know, supposedly like um, on the spaceships that exploded, but then you find out they're alive and whatnot. I think that's where they keep a lot of the crisis actors. Down in Antarctica. I yeah. mean, that makes total sense. And it's it's funny you say about the, the, you know, the ships that have exploded. I'm sure you've seen those pictures of people that were on the ships. And now there's, you know, they're, they're like basically alive. They have right. pro- Facebook profiles and stuff. And yeah. like they never did die. I, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of uh, even, um, you know, so, you know, you say um, bio type of, uh, you know, engineering and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think also. Um, just technology engineering, because mm-hmm. you know that they have this technology. I mean, if they had it back then, 
uh, and they're just not giving it to us because obviously it's not beneficial to them to give it to us because right. they need us to be paying our paying our uh, our fair share, I guess, if you want to exactly. say. Exactly. You know, they need to keep that money coming in, so uh, they keep all that stuff hidden. But that's, I think, where they experiment on that stuff. I think that's where they do mm-hmm. all of that. And it just doesn't make sense that we're in a war with all these countries all the time or, you know, they're not our allies, but then we're all just hanging out being cool down in Antarctica having hot cocoa. Like, I don't exactly. understand how that works. So there's definitely something there when you realize that that is a place where all these people are. It just kind of makes you question like, well, why are on the surface, like literally get it on the surface? Mm-hmm. Why are we all fighting? Like, doesn't make sense. It's just, right. to, I think it's to cover what's happening there. And all these trillions of dollars that are missing, and we know that there's black projects, like, where's that money going? Mm -hmm. Where's it going? So Exactly. I definitely think it's fascinating. Fascinating. And I know that people can go there, but I know that they can't go to certain areas. And it's like, well, why is that? You know, Mm -hmm. if it's just a big hunk of ice, why is that? So there's Mm -hmm. definitely some mysteries down there. And, you know, one day it'd be awesome if I... And how many have there been people that actually were allowed to tour the military bases there? I don't think think so. No, I don't think any. So you can go and take a tour where they just show you ice walls, but you're not allowed to see their secret facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like where you can't see, you know, CERN or you can't go Area 51. (laughs) Yeah, Area 51, or you can't go to all of these other places. It's because they don't want you to see what they're actually doing. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like, um, we are in a war with this country, and Russia's doing this, and Iran's doing that. Mm -hmm. It's all fair porn to me. I mean, who's to say that uh, Russia is not like our best friend? Totally. And who's to say that anything that's ever happened throughout history was true because we know they literally lie about everything. And then they change history, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, they change history. And, and you know, just going back to to the Hitler thing, too. I mean, that's where the whole, you know, the Rockefeller Foundation and the the Standard Oil Company, and they came in Mm -hmm. and spent, you know, back then it was so much money, but like hundreds of thousands of dollars to erase any type of, um, you know, technologies or secret technologies that they're working on and erase it from history. Well, why would Standard Oil have any stake in that? Well, because then you're not buying oil. You know, so like, let's just take it all out like it didn't exist and hide that technology and hide that information. And they're all in cahoots to do it. You know, the Rockefellers, they paid the money to do that because they want to keep it hidden and away from everyone else. And that's the same thing that they've done um, with the medical industry and you have Mm -hmm. the Carnegie Foundation and the Rockefeller family who set up not only medical schools, but also the pharmaceutical industry. Yes. And so they had their hand in both. And then also the AMA, which now the AMA like is fighting to remove scientific biological male female gender from birth certificates unbelievable because you know science <laughs> right you know sure. it's Fauci science i yeah. don't know what science we're talking about now i just i don't even made up so yeah, tell me like how many times have you been um, booted or <sighs> reprimanded on social media? I am always being put in timeout. I feel like I'm always being put in the corner. I'm always being grounded with this damn 
social media. Um, I had my first YouTube channel, um, just peel back report. Uh, and I got some strikes on that, which is interesting because I had a pretty good following there. Um, and then as soon as this first purge kind of happened, we all heard about, I was like, I was like holding my breath. I'm like, Oh, I'm just like kind of a small account. They're, they're leaving me alone. And I was fine. I, I, I survived that one. And then the second one came around and, um, I think it's because I was doing more real news live and, uh, we were talking about just everything. We were just letting it all hang out at that point, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew <laughs> I was playing with fire, you know, like I really knew I was playing with fire there by just keeping those videos up. But it just goes back to, I just felt like people need to hear this information. So whatever it takes. Right. And so then I got that channel taken down, which was a bummer because it had everything on it um, from the very beginning, the first show I ever did, but I was able to back that onto Odyssey. So I lost that first channel. I'm on my second uh, channel, which is Peelback Report 2. I figure I'm just going to, you know, maybe it's like 500, you know, I'm just going to name, you know, number them all. Um, and so I'm on my second strike on that one. I think I get off today. I'm not positive. I'm just kind of like, ugh. So the next strike I get, I'm sure if I just, you know, we call vaccines lollipops on my show. We say Mm -hmm. erection frog instead of election fraud. We just try to like get around it. Um, But I I feel like that one's not going to last very much longer. And then I just got off of being grounded from Facebook. But I'm trying to get trying to get kicked off there. You know, I want to get rid of Facebook. But I'm not <laughs> going to delete it. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to make them kick me off. So and, and it's just funny because it's just I'm just posting mainstream media articles. I mean, they're po- like, that's what you guys are putting out. And I right. post it and I make a comment about it. And all of a sudden I'm in trouble. So it's it's been a long road and it's hard to, uh, you know, you want to keep your, you know, your audience people you want to keep because like it becomes family really like you. I love these people. Oh, yeah. And just to keep them kind of like, you know, follow, follow, it's hard, you know, it makes it hard, but that's what they're trying to do. And I like refuse to give up. You know, I refuse to just be like, fine. It's it's hard because you get discouraged, you know, and I'm like, well, what's the point of doing this? If, you know, I I can't even get it out to people I want to see. I'm just talking to myself at this point. And I just, but it's just that passion that I just have to do it. And I don't even care if there's two people that see it, if there's one person that sees it and changes their mind, I've done my job. I feel good about that. Amen to that. Keep on keeping on. And um, as discouraging as it gets, sometimes I just have to keep going because in the end, I know that this is the truth. And I know that people need to hear it and that will change their perspective. And I feel like if we don't um, give this information to people to let them make the choices, we're going to be stuck in this cycle forever. It's just never right. going to break. And it's just going to get worse, really, because, you know, the mainstream media is taking over and they're trying to control everything. And then I tell people, well, why are they trying to control it if it's just, you know, they're not censoring Bigfoot, you know, shows. They're not censoring, you know, all these, they're censoring things that they know are true and they don't want people to get out. Not saying the Bigfoot's not true because I, cryptids are very interesting too, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like you can't talk about vaccine (laughs) truth on Facebook without getting hit. So the censorship is hard. It's definitely hard, but like I said, you just got to find other ways. So I did Odyssey, Rumble, BitChute, and just keep pushing it out because someone will come across it and that will be a world of difference for them, I think. So just got to keep doing it. I couldn't agree with you more because I'm the same way. I have been so many times now and so many like really big accounts and then whack, 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 whack constantly. And I won't quit. I won't stop. I won't shut up like ever, period. (laughs) And my husband knows, God love him. You know, I told him the other day, I'm like, I don't know how they think they're ever going to silence me because it's not going to happen. And yeah, 
Like even if they came to arrest me or something, I would literally be trying to talk someone's ear off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop. But the funny thing is like talking about censorship and whatnot, I got a strike the other day for literally posting directly from the fucking CDC website, their own website with the link on it. You could see the header, whatever, just posted their page information. They immediately took it down. And I was like, hmm, now that's interesting because didn't the Biden administration and the CDC director say the other day, or the, not CDC, the director, the press secretary the other day said that the CDC is the, quote, most trusted uh, source of information. Well, obviously, the fact checkers on social media didn't think so because they removed their own fucking trusted source. Oh, my gosh. Just the irony. It's just you cannot make this shit up. I'm telling you, it's just it's like I'm saying I I, mainstream media, what they're post like from main from MSNBC on Facebook and then I share it now to comment and that gets me in trouble. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. It just doesn't make sense. But it's funny that it happens immediately after because you know yeah. nobody's fact checking that shit. They just put in, yeah. you know, censored this website and as soon as it comes up, it's gone because there's no one to check it. It doesn't make, you can't check it in three seconds. Well, they do have fact checkers, um, but the fact checkers that they use have been found to be in bed with the vaccine manufacturers. Yes. Uh, the Johnson & Johnson Company is the one that Instagram <clears throat> and Facebook are using <laughs> for um, fact checking. Yes. And yep. and it's funny that it, they're censoring information, but yet this particular company Johnson and Johnson has had more products recalled um, and more lawsuits against them. Same thing with Pfizer. Mm -hmm. Um, So Pfizer has had, you know, they've recalled the sunscreen. They recalled uh, Chantix. They've recalled all these things that I've talked about for years that said, you know, told people, I'm like, this shit is poison. Don't. Don't take any of this stuff, whatnot, whatnot. And now they have, um, not only did Pfizer's sales uh, figures go up to like, what was it, $33.5 billion or whatever, but also their uh, drugs that they have to take care of blood clots. Mm. Have skyrocketed. Hmm, oh, interesting. Why. That yeah. couldn't have been a side effect of it. And they have another um, that was for um, enlarged heart syndromes. So <coughs> those have raised like 66% sales on those since the jib jabber. And so isn't, isn't that interesting that, you know, mm. the medications to treat the side effects are also being pushed by the same company that's making that. Yeah. Mm. Problem, reaction, solution. They give you exactly. the problem. They give, yeah. They tell you the solution, how to react. They give you a solution. It's, it's exactly. not healthcare. It's sick care. I say it over and over. It's sick care. It's the fraud it and is. death administration and it's sick care because you don't have a customer if you heal them. But I just, it's crazy because there are those people though, that they're like the doctors and the white coats are the end all be all. They know everything. I'm going to do everything they say. I'm going to go there and take every drug they tell me to. And I'm just like, 
you know, we don't have enough information. And that again, goes back to censorship of how to take care of ourselves. Not only would we be being mm -hmm. censored from like this, you know, that type of stuff. It's like, they're not even giving any information how to take care of yourself. This whole two years, we've never heard about how to take care of yourself, except for stay inside of your house, cover your, your face, uh, right. you know, which restricts oxygen to your brain. Um, but there's nothing about, you know, eating healthy or, you know, exercising, being outside. There's nothing like that. And that's because right. you don't do that stuff. Well, then they can't make they can't make the money off the drugs that you need because you're not doing that stuff. It's just it's so it's so sad. But there are so many people that really trust that. And they think that because they have a PhD or whatever it is that they are the smartest people and we need to listen to them. I mean, look at people with Fauci. Well, Fauci says, oh, my mm -hmm. God, people do some research on Fauci. You don't even know how far it goes. Exactly. You don't even know. You don't even Not know only, AIDS. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And stole uh, Judy's research and mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of other stuff. Oh, I love Judy Mikevitz. I love her. I do, too. She's best. So, like, as far as doctors knowing things, I can tell you from working in the field, that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> They call because, it practicing medicine for a reason, right? Because they're just right. practicing medicine. There was an instance, um, and I worked at a teaching facility for quite a long time. And the doctor, you know, I went in with the patient and I came out and I was like, okay, patient has, you know, grade four edema, which means, you know, edema is swelling from from water and it and you test it by taking your thumb and pushing into a patient's extremity like their leg it's the most common place and however long it takes for that skin to actually rebound from the indentation is what the grading of edema is and he's like oh you're wrong you know, and he's showing me like on the body, it's like the legs, the middle part up here. And then this is four. And I'm like, you are absolutely wrong. I'm like, did you go to school? I'm like, brought the book out and I'm like, here, read this. Oh my gosh. <coughs> and I showed him. And there was another time I worked at a big facility and the doctors didn't know how to insert a catheter. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I can do it because I do that stuff all the time. I'm like, do you have a catheter kit? And they're like, what? I'm oh like, a catheter kit that you need to like use. It's got all this stuff in it to insert a catheter into a patient because they can't pee. And they're like, I, we don't. Yeah. And I'm like, well, can you get a catheter kit sent here? And I'll, I'll do it myself. Uh, we're going to have to like send them to a urologist. Oh, my gosh. And I'm yeah. like, okay, why do I know more than you? I'm mm -hmm. not trying to be a snotty ass or anything, but isn't this your job? Didn't you right. go to school for this? Like you can't draw blood on a patient or you can't get stuff out of their central line or their port or whatever, but I can. Uh, hello. Yeah, doesn't but, make any sense. No, doesn't make any sense. But yeah, people people will put all of their trust and faith in doctors, and it's like, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, it's a joke. It's it an is absolute a joke. joke. It really is. So I got to ask you. You have a very interesting personal story on a on um, it's a creature story. <laughs> <laughs> So, story. so tell people about your story because it's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of goes back to how I really even got started in doing this. Um, like I said, I was listening to things to listen to on 
like podcasts. And then one of the very first one, you know, they were obviously like just, you know, stuff I was interested in UFOs and stuff, but I didn't really realize why I was so interested in that until I found this one podcast. Um, and it was this guy talking about, uh, like implants, like, like alien, alien implants. He had some experience and then all of a sudden he had these little silver balls in the bottom of his feet. And I was like, oh my gosh, because when I was younger, I had, um, an experience basically exactly the same thing. And so I realized then that there's gotta be something to this. And so when I was, um, when I was younger, I was asleep laying on my stomach and I felt something down at my feet by my right foot and I turned I woke up and I turned around and there were like two like I don't know I would say they're like entities and what I would only describe as being like gray like gray aliens. And now granted I grew up like in a very Christian household. I wasn't exposed to like anything like that. I've never seen even, you know, the the a, an image of what an alien would look like. I just, I didn't pay attention to that. I wasn't exposed to it. I didn't see anything like that on TV. Um, we had just like a little tight community. And so we, I just wasn't a part of my life. I had no idea. So I, it's like, I couldn't have had that image in my head from anything, you know? So it was just, when I saw it, it was total shock. And so um, I freaked out. I ran into my parents' room and I was like, there's something here. And I just kept saying like, they are here. They're here. Like, I don't even know why I would say that. They're here. Um, and I had a really hard time like sleeping on my own for a while after that because I felt like there was something that was, you know, visiting me, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And so I had a couple of times where uh, I after that that I had woken up and uh, felt the same thing and I turned and they were there. And then I got to a point where I think it's probably like the second or third time where I felt very calm and like relaxed. I wasn't very scared like I was the first time. I was just very mellow and just let, whatever, let him do my thing. And then, um, but it was always my right foot, always on my feet. And so um, ever since then, I've had really weird medical issues on that side of my right side of my body. Mm -hmm. But when I heard this guy talk about that and his experience, someone I've never met, a podcast I've never heard before, talk about how he had the same experience at night on his feet and had these like weird implants, I broke down and I started crying. I was like, Oh my God, I called my mom. I was like, there, this is true. Like, I never told anybody about that experience. Only my parents knew because, you know, you're not 12 and going around telling all your friends, like, I had some aliens visit my feet last <laughs> night. You know, that's weird. Um, so nobody knew. I mean, my husband, yeah, my, my husband didn't know until, you know, just even like around this time when I told him, I was like, you'll never guess. Like, this person had the same exact experience as I did. And that really, you know, slid me down the hole because I'm like, there's something here. People are having these experiences everywhere. Um, and it's, it, there's something to it because people all over the world have the same experiences and have never met before. Mm -hmm. So that can't just be nothing. How does that happen? And so just, it was just such a crazy thing that it will always like, it, like when I think about it, it's like, I'm right there. Like I can feel all the feelings I felt at that time. Um, and I've never had like my foot looked at or anything to see if there's anything in there. I didn't, I didn't go that far, but, um, I mean, I do believe those people when they say that because I've had the same exact experience and, um, it was, it was traumatizing, I guess, for a little bit, because like I said, I had a hard time just being on my own. Um, but then it's the weird sense of like calmness afterwards was just weird to me. Um, but I mean, I live around military bases. I'm in San Diego and I just always, mm -hmm. you know, you see stuff in the sky at a neighbor who, um, 
he told my parents before, this is like after I had this experience and obviously I didn't tell my neighbors or anything, um, that he had seen lights in the sky. He's like, I swear that I saw a UFO. There's something going on um, and told my parents. And then they didn't tell him that I had that experience. So they were going like, what is happening here? Like, this is weird. Something's weird. Um, and so you just hear those, you know, afterwards, after researching it, there's those stories like these my lab things where they have, you know, in Antarctica where there's, you know, mm-hmm. alien beings, and they take people there and stuff. So that really got me interested um, as far as that aspect of, you know, conspiracies, if you want to even call it that. Um, but it was just a, a, a thing that's always stuck with me. I never told anyone until I heard someone have the same exact experience. And so like I said, I've had weird like medical things on that side. I had a thing called six nerve palsy since you know about medical, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And it just one day I just kind of, I thought I maybe was getting a sinus infection because my eyes were really blurry, but it was definitely mm-hmm. my right eye. Um, and so I was like, I what, was going to go out of town. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go to urgent care and get some antibiotics because I want to go out of town and be fine. Um, and they were like, no, you have to stay here. So I had to stay in the hospital. They took like 36 vials of blood. They still didn't tell me what my blood type is. They won't tell me. I've gone so many times to the doctor to ask my blood type. And they're like, you have to get a different um, test for that. Or you have to make a separate appointment for that. And like, why do you just tell me my freaking blood type? You have 37 vials of my blood. They won't tell me my blood type. Um, I had a spinal tap done. They thought I had meningitis. Uh, all kind of, They thought I had a mini stroke. I had MRIs crazy stuff in the hospital for a day just because I couldn't see out of my eye. Um, I've had like veins closed in my legs, like surgically closed because one of my calves I noticed was a lot larger than the other one. And they mm-hmm. were saying because the blood wasn't, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting talking to you about it since you know about medical stuff. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to hear your perspective. Um, but because the blood wasn't coming back up to my heart, it was just draining in my leg. And so they mm-hmm. said, if they close this vein, it'll start to find another vein to go back to. Um, and they thought it would cause heart problems later or something. Um, just like really, really weird stuff like that. Always um, like I wake up in the middle of the night uh, or not in the middle of the night, I wake up in the morning and um, I'm a really vivid dreamer. Like I have dreams. I have this thing like if I had a dream the night before, I can remember it and literally fall asleep and go right back to where I was in my dream. It's cool. I've had I, that. I I've had yeah. that a couple I of times love, too. I love that. I'm like, okay, what was I doing last night? Okay, I'm going right back and I'll be right there. So I have these really vivid dreams, but there's some nights where I don't dream. And I wake up and the tops of my feet, especially my right foot, are bruised, like bruised. And so I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, my foot is so bruised on the top. And it's, how did that happen when I was sleeping? It just doesn't make any sense. So I'm always like, <laughs> those it. covers fucked you up. What? <laughs> um, and then when I was in the hospital, the thing with my eyeball, um, just like where, my, where I was in the hospital, just like two miles south of that. It was all over the news that there was a UFO spotted in the sky mm-hmm. and these crazy lights. And it was all over the news in San Diego. And I was like, I wonder if there's come here to make sure I'm not saying anything about anything or, you know, I'm trying to see what they're doing in the hospital. Like I had MRIs, like brain MRIs. They wouldn't let me see the pictures of my brain MRIs. I asked for copies. They didn't give them to me. It's just weird. Like they just wouldn't do it. And I'm like going, what if they know something and they're just not telling me or I don't know. It's just, it's the weirdest that's, thing. Hey, and that's entirely possible because as a patient, you're entitled to oh, yeah. any and all medical records nope, that you have. I've, I've tried. Oh, we have to send an email to these people and then you have to fill out this form and then fax it like anybody faxes anything anymore and then fax it to these people and then they'll release it to you. Well, I've done all this and they don't ever give me any information. Even when I was in the hospital, they wouldn't let me see them on the thing. So I'm like, what are you not let, showing me? But then they released me and said I was totally fine. And then my eye problem went away a few months later. I got to wear an awesome, cool eye patch. 
So I found cool eye patches on Amazon. Hi, like, matey. I'm all, I can I can make this work with any outfit. I can do this. And so I wore the eye patch for a while. But it's just the craziest thing that it's always on this side of my body. Um, mm-hmm. And then it goes back to that experience that I just would never have even I just, it's not like I saw something or watched a movie and then had that. I just, that's just came out of nowhere. And it's just, it's just, it's crazy. So when I hear people that have these experiences, I just always pay attention. I never write those things off because I've had an experience. So I know how it is and I know how it, Mm -hmm. how it feels, how it makes you feel. And like I said, I can literally have, I have the same feelings talking about it that I did at that time. Um, So it's just, it's, it's crazy, but it really did make me kind of look into that. And then that goes all the way back to, you know, everything, everything is connected, you know, like if if they're hiding that type of stuff and that type of technology, there's, you know, and it's tied to government. It all really is tied to government and authority. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I realized, well, okay, well, this is tied to this and then that goes here and then those same people are involved and it's just a big circle and it's all connected. So I, I never dismiss anybody's story when they, when they tell me that. And I love listening to people's experiences because there are a lot of similarities with people all over the world, all over the world. Like, how does oh, that yeah. happen? How does that even so, happen? So let me ask you this outside of, of those experiences, have you ever experienced anything like that again? Or do you, I know this may sound kind of fucked up, but do you feel like it, even though it may have done some medical stuff, do you feel like it heightened your um, sensory perception or your ability to like your discernment and, and things like that? Yeah. And I think that I ha- didn't really even uh, realize that until years later when I was older, you know, um, I would see certain things out the sides of my eyes and certain, it would give me these different thoughts of like, um, like it could be someone or something. I think that a lot of it helped me to, um, I don't know, like y- you see certain things that you're just like, I call them check marks now. It's just, I don't know. I just call them check marks where it's like, I know that that I don't, let me see if I can think of an example. Um, Like, okay, so you're thinking of a song that you haven't thought of in years, right? And then you go to the store and they're literally, you walk in, they're literally playing that song, right? Mm -hmm. Those type of things are like a checkpoint to me going, okay, this is like either I'm on the right path or something telling me something, Mm -hmm. but stuff like that happens all the time. And I just go, I just take a minute and I'm just like, okay, because I just, there's got to be some type of a connection with that. And that those, that stuff happens all the time. I wish I can give you a better example. Um, But you kind of understand what I'm saying. It's just little. Uh, Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Little things that make you realize like, okay, this is, I'm on the right path, I guess you could say. Like I'm, I'm in the right direction because those connections wouldn't be happening, you know, or um, I don't know. Here's an example. Like one day I was sitting and I was thinking like, you know, I just, you know, I, I do art. Um, I do uh, all kinds. I've always been an artist, but I was like, you know, I want, I want to use my skills and my gifts to, to do something. And, you know, I wanted to be a part of this. Um, I want to be a part of the movement that's happening and I want to do something like that. And I was literally just like kind of meditating about it. I was like, it just, you know, just use me how I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be used. And literally within like two hours, I get this phone call from this woman who was like, um, she was running for office locally. And she's like, you know, I'm really looking for someone to do this like paint night art thing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, how does that even happen? Like, okay, so here I'm being asked to, to use my gifts somehow. And then literally within hours, I get a phone call to use my gifts, you know, like mm-hmm. those type of things. So it, it just when I see connections like that, I feel like um, 
I don't know if it really has, you know, so much connection to do with my experience when I was younger, but it definitely makes you more aware. I guess it does. It does heighten your senses. It makes you more aware of, I guess, we want to say supernatural things because, um, and, you know, just different types of, yeah, supernatural things that you wouldn't expect to happen, but it does or near misses or anything like that. Like I, I right. drive to, through LA a lot to um, visit my parents. They, um, are kind of up in, they're in Ventura. So I drive through LA a lot and, uh, like, you know, just, my kid had to go to the bathroom before we left. So it took an extra two minutes. And then I got on the freeway and I literally miss an accident in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. Going like, okay, there's little things that tell me in my life to go different, go a certain direction or to, to wait a certain minute or to do certain things like that. So, I mean, I think I could attribute that to, uh, to, uh, to those experiences. It definitely heightens your senses. Yeah. You know? And see, I, I get that too. Like I can sense when danger's coming. That's happened like so many times and, you know, my husband knows now, like if I tell him something like we have to get out of here or, you know, we have to move or, you know, whatever, he always takes me serious now because like we were downtown at a, um, a concert and the venue was really hot. So we went outside and we were sitting on the curb. And it was like every teeny hair on my body just went, and I was like, oh, something really, really bad is getting ready to happen. I'm like, we need to go now. And so we left and like literally five minutes after we left, there was like a shooting and like multiple people got shot. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, so I have every once in a while those, yeah, like, like premonitions of danger or you know stay off this excuse me like stay off this road because there's gonna be an accident or something Mm -hmm. I get those every once in a while but I also like have a heightened sense about people like I can read their auras Mm -hmm. I can read their energy like from a mile away and I'm like whoop nope take yeah. care of that person. <laughs> this kind of comes at an advantage though, because then you don't really have to waste your Did you ever have any type of like a, an encounter experience or anything before? Uh, not that I ever recall, but you- my entire family is military. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like <clears throat> I'm the only one that wasn't ever. And so I've always like, like even now we live by a military base, but mm-hmm. when I'd grown up, we lived by a military base. Every state I've ever lived in, we've lived by a military base. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's entirely possible and I just yeah. don't recall it. Okay. So. so then you understand about like the my lab stuff and like the different experiment things and oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I've had friends on base. So we've gone multiple times. And uh, one time we were at this camping spot on base, but um, there was an old hospital that they, you know, that wasn't in use anymore. Obviously it was an old hospital, but they built a new one. And uh, my friend and I, her husband's military. Well, like my best friends, her husband's are military. um, And she was like, I swear to you, something is going on in that hospital. Something's like, they did not decommission that thing. There's something going on underground there. There, And I'm like, right. totally. So then we start just doing this whole conspiracy theory between the both of us that there's stuff going on. And like, I shit you not, that night there were lights on in that place and just random mm-hmm. rooms. You could, and I was like, oh my God, do you see the lights in there? I'm like, we were right. You know, like these things happen. And so it was just, uh, it was crazy. We were talking about it. And then there were literally lights on in this old abandoned hospital. 
Mm-hmm. Like something's happening. I, I don't doubt that, that stuff happens. I know that, that stuff happens. That should have wink wink already had their power and everything shut off. Oh, of course. <laughs> if they're not using it anymore. Of yeah. course, right? And totally mm-hmm. like just fenced in, like weeds are overgrown, like nobody goes there. It's going to be demolished or something. And then, of course, we know about all these kids that go missing. How do they test things? How do they test things, you know? Exactly. And there's all the tunnels that are underground connected, and it's always close to, like, different parks and different areas where there's kids mm-hmm. that are missing all the time. So I, I definitely believe in that. I definitely believe that there's there's a thing going on there. And I did live right next to a military base when this happened. Mm-hmm. And so I def- that's why when I tell that story, I always have to think, like, you know, I always try to say, like, well, there was a military base here. There's a military base right there because right. those are all connected. I think that they know. I think that they know that – uh. That technology. And I think even maybe those extraterrestrials are probably working with the military and working with the government. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that they're all good and I don't think they're all bad, but I do think that they all work together. So, yeah, and I do too. And it would be, it's too much of a coincidence for it not to be that case because, you know, um, like they've supposedly known about aliens all mm-hmm. of this time and, mm-hmm. and, and then they're getting ready to make a big disclosure coming up and mm-hmm. whatever. And, and all the technology that we had back in the day, like we can't figure out as technologically advanced as we are now, how to do what we used to do. Mm-hmm. I call bullshit. That's totally. stuff that's been, you know, buried and covered up and whatnot. And who's to say that these, uh, I don't know what aliens are per se, but these beings, whatever they may be, they're probably the ones that have the technology. We don't. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think that's the Atlantis. And it goes back to like the Anunnaki. I love this topic, but this mm-hmm. is like my favorite, this Anunnaki and all that. So, I mean, it goes back to that day. And if you know that story, it's like they came here, crash landed because they were looking for gold. And mm-hmm. so they knew the earth was filled with gold because they needed to mine the gold to uh, to basically grind it down to put into their atmosphere because their atmosphere was deteriorating and gold in their atmosphere helped it to, to maintain so they came here to do that and they crash landed and that's where they say the city of gold was Atlantis and that's where all the technology and stuff was. And that's mm-hmm. why I think, you know, they say there's a catastrophic thing that happened to the earth. Well, if it flipped upside down, they buried on under ice. I wonder, was that even, was that intentional or was right. that a natural thing? You right. Know? Because, you know, they have the technology to create storms. Why can't they just flip the earth around? Or maybe the earth isn't round. I mean, God, this could go so many yeah. ways. Right? It's, it's, I definitely don't believe it's round. I just really don't because everything that they teach about that particular theory, and they didn't used to teach that. They used to teach flat earth. And so then when they moved into the globe model and they say, we're spinning this fast, this way, and then also spinning this fast another way, but yet the water never moves. I, it's just unbelievable. I know. That's not, I, that's not a, that is not a possibility at all. Um, even if you're spinning things in a centrifuge or anything like that, you are still like, Things are still swirling. There's there's no way in hell we could have that much centrifugal force and and for that to be like completely me. patented and stationary. Not possible. I mean, there are so many good arguments for flat Earth. Like so many. There's a guy that I'm going to have on my podcast soon, and he he has a flat Earth podcast. And so I just want to pick David Weiss. 
Um, I'm not sure what his name is. He just reached out to me yesterday and I'm like, I need, we need to do this because I'm mm-hmm. so interested. And like I said, I don't discredit or, you know, I, everything. I want to know everything. I want to know everyone's um, side. I want to know everyone's information they have on it because then that's how you right. make your own decisions. Right. So I am very interested. And it's, I mean, there's so many arguments that I'm like, can't really deny that. So yeah. I'm definitely, uh, and definitely it's interesting because like even the, um, the globe pictures that they show or supposed pictures of other planets or whatnot, he will actually show you, um, like this is how it was created or show you a picture and be like, what is this? And you're like, Oh, it's the rings on Saturn or whatnot. And he's like, no, it's actually a, a picture of like lights on the water or, you know, whatever. Mm, And he's like, this is what it actually, this is what they're showing you. And that's like throughout history, you know, what the, what the pictures have been and how are you taking pictures in, in space when you never went to space? So how are you getting all these pictures of other planets? And I don't know. Yeah. I think the whole NASA thing. Who was, who was photographing on the moon? I'd like to know that. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's just so many questions. And when you really think about it, logically, a lot of it doesn't make any sense of what they told you. And then you're like, well, why is that all being censored too? Like, why would mm-hmm. they try to hide information like that? Or, you know, just totally discredited and, and not promote anything if there's nothing to, you know, I just, it doesn't make any sense of why they would try to do that. So now, it's now, very, very interesting. Here's a, here's kind of an off the wall question, but do you think um, that female, I'm going to say truth tellers, um, get censored more than males do? I mean, the thing is, is I don't really know very many women that even do this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, there are a few. And yeah, I think that they get censored. But I mean, there's a lot that are like really big ones that I just wonder if they're just infiltrators or, you know, uh, distractors, mm-hmm. you know, distractors mm-hmm. or funnel people honey, into these honey ideas. Pots. Yeah, exactly. And, and funnel yeah. people into these ideas that they know are not true. And maybe that's why they aren't, you know, that's why they're as big as they are or whatever. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's, there's not very many women who do this and I don't know why that is. I don't know why I don't, I mean, especially because when you see like the, all the moms rising up with their kids right now and they have these big voices and especially here in San Diego, there's tons of movement um, with that. And you think that like, you know, if there are more people that knew that, but then again, maybe they're afraid of being ostracized by their friends and family because the mm-hmm. ideas are so out there that not a lot of people are talking about them. And the ones that are like us, they call us crazy conspiracy theorists or, you know, we're, you know, whatever we are deplorables, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. don't even, uh, we, we have no credit. And so I think that maybe they're afraid of, of that. And it just takes some balls for these women to get out there and, and do it. But I don't really know very many. So when I come across people like you, I'm like, yes, get it, yeah, girl. And see, that's the thing, because I don't, like, I don't think there are enough female voices. And I don't know exactly why, because yeah. I think women are, typically like way more vocal about things and way more um, passionate about the subject. Mm -hmm. And usually, and please male audience, don't take this the wrong way, but usually women are extremely, extremely tough. I mean, because women go through a lot of really like horrid, horrid things. Um, And you still have the capability to, no matter what you're going through, even if you're like deathly ill, 
you still get up, you still take care of your kids, you still, you know, do whatever needs to be done. You still make sure the house is clean. You still do the laundry, you know, you still do whatever it is that your daily routine is, even if you're ill. Mm -hmm. And so I think women are, are super tough and I don't know why more people don't feel like they have a voice or yeah. don't want to use their voice. Me personally, I'm not scared because I get trolls literally all the time. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting a I'm getting a flood of bots now on social media. It's like just created the account and here's five hundred, you know, bots with the same thing all all at the same time. <laughs> I'll let, oh, so-and-so followed you. And I'm like, block, 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 block. Yes. <laughs> My finger's going to fall off, block, block. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, like me personally, I don't, I don't care because I don't live by, you know, whatever people's opinion of me is or whatever. If you like it, fine. If you don't like it, don't listen. Don't right. care. Me too. Not PC. Not going to kiss your butt. Not going to bow. Not going to say I'm sorry. If I get flagged for a post, I'm not going to remove the post just because an overlord told me to. Yeah. Not going to happen. I would rather take the ban than remove something because you got offended. I I can't even believe you got the option to remove it. I don't even get that option. (laughs) Yeah, I've had that a couple of times. I'm like, later, you're done. I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah. Like no later. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it is. I think we need more of that. But then, it, you know, you said to you, like, you don't care what people think and stuff, but a, a lot of women do, you know, yeah. they don't want to be that odd one out. But I mean, I was always the one taking my kids to school and hanging out. So I waiting for the gates to open, you know, and, and, um, you know, picking them up from school and I'm, I'm looking in the sky and I'm seeing all the hashtags all over the sky from the chemtrails, you know, and then Swan's mom, like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, it's all the chemicals they're spraying above us right now. So, you know, exactly. And they're like looking at you like, what? And then you never talk to them again. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I mean, I just. Yeah, see, that's me. <laughs> I think, I think for me, it comes with age because um, I'll be 51 real soon. And I just really do not give a flying bag of fucks about um, your new PC culture and your new PC language and your made up words and your you know, well, we have to call somebody by this pronoun or that pronoun. No. And just know if you want to do that for yourself, that's completely fine. But uh, here again, equality. Don't expect me to bend my morals, my values, and the way I believe and the way I was raised to conform and fit you because you feel uncomfortable in your own situation. I don't, I'm happy in my situation. And as hateful as that may sound to some people, um, it's not because you cannot, like I said before, fight for equality and equal rights and everybody on the same playing field when you're trying to alienate other people. Yep. It's that's exactly. not a possibility. And so just because you need these things to make yourself feel better, I don't. Yeah. So leave me alone. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Is and this goes back to, you know, the LGBT thing and everything. It's that people want to fit in. People want to mm-hmm. fit into a group, you know, that and that's a big part. You know, everybody wants to find a place where they 
they can fit in. So they jump on that bandwagon or whatever. But um, I think that that's the reason why we don't see any of that stuff because people do, they, they want to fit in and they don't want to be that, that weird one. But me being always the weird one, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't, I don't fine. either. <laughs> I just don't even care. I mean, it's got to be said. So somebody's got to say it. And, Born, you know, raised and happy to be. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just got to do what you got to do, you know, but I'm not yeah. afraid. I can't be See, afraid. I'm proud of that stuff. And, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. And that's the way it's going to stay. And kudos to you for being another female voice because I do think we need more. And I just hope that people will realize, take a stand, fight on your local level, doing whatever you need to do. If you need to write a book, write a book. If you need to start a show, start a show. If you need to run for office in your local community, Mm -hmm. do it. I'd be more than happy to, but I live in a really tiny area. That probably wouldn't do too much, but we are already in a really good area where I'm at. So you're so lucky. Now we're just corrupted crazy here. Like I was working with a local campaign because I felt the same. I want to get involved local level and mm-hmm. you know, state assembly. Your assemblymen make the laws for your for your state. And so I'm like, well, let's you know, I wanted to back someone who I thought was strong and, and I still do. I think she's great. And then after this whole, you know, the whole everything happened on the uh, last election, I just I lost all faith in that. And especially because mm-hmm. California is so corrupt. It's like you know, oh, it's yeah. like an uphill battle. You're punching at, you know, air trying to turn to make any moves. And it's just, it's not, it's not happening. It's so hard. So there has to be a serious change, at least here in California, um, if we're going to win anything at all, because it's just so corrupt. I mean, I, I know we're going through a recall. I don't know if you saw today, but yeah. you know, they're doing the mail-in ballots again. Oh, guess what? Delta variant mail-in ballots, guys. And I'm like, I saw, I said it on my show yesterday. That is exactly what's going to happen. They're going. They're using this to cover because they know Newsom's going to be out, but he's got Nancy, Nancy's money. You don't really exactly. think he's going to get out? I don't think so. And then literally this morning, first thing on our news was your ballots are coming in two weeks. And I'm going like, this is this is what they wanted. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Because, you know, like the Delta variant that doesn't even exist because you can't even test for it. And Klaus Schwab has literally named exactly when every single variant is going to be released. And it's literally up until... February of next year, you know, and each time we're going to get one and you cannot test for those. There is no zero fucking test for it. Plus the PCR test are total crap. And on the CDC's own website um, and the FDA, when they recalled PCR tests, it's because they can't differentiate between that and the flu. But guess what? And another document that I have uh, from them I actually read the whole thing and it was like 200 and some shitty pages long. I got to find it because it's really super important. Um, It's a table that has um, the, you know, the bear virus, uh, MERS, SARS, Bocovirus, Mycoplasma pneumoniae, Streptococcus influenza A, which is the H1N1, influenza A, which is the H3N2, influenza B, um, human adenovirus, human uh, metonymonavirus, respiratory succinctal virus, rhinovirus, hmm, common, mm-hmm. um, para influenza one through four. And these are all 
on the same thing that it can't differentiate between any of these and the actual virus. And that's from the CDC's own website. It's unbelievable. So, hmm. So all these people are coming in for uh, rhinovirus, which also causes uh, sinus infections, mm-hmm. uh, common colds, stuffy nose, et cetera, et cetera. Cause rhino is your nose. And so um, in this, in this testing group, they cannot differentiate between beer and any of the things that I listed. It's an entire graph, and it's on the CDC's own website. Yeah, but if you post that, you might get kicked off of Facebook. So. Yeah, <laughs> because, because CDC is not a valid source, even though all of their shit says refer to the CDC. <laughs> yeah, as per, we're basing all of our information to shut down the whole entire world based on the CDC. It just it makes absolutely no sense. But it's funny that they recalled those PCR tests, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately, FBI, uh, F- FBI the FDA uh, recalled those <laughs> well, tests. Well, that too. Yeah, right. Recall this says, oh, um, but we're going to go ahead and let it go until December. Exactly. But it's It's because Bill Gates and Soros just bought a company that they're going to do their own testing. And so, and then the federal government just said, oh, we're pumping billions of dollars, billions with a B into these new testing. Well, guess who's going to get that money? Gates and Soros is. I mean, what a freaking racket. Unbelievable. Which in turn goes, you know, back into local prosecutors and local uh, law enforcement and blah, 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 which Soros is a kind of a doo-doo state in, um, oh, shoot, I can't remember what state it was, but they just recalled like, or there's a thing to impeach like multiple um, prosecutors in that town that Soros backed. So, yeah. Well, I know here in L.A., um, they had a uh, their I believe it's their district attorney who ran on, oh, you know, uh, almost conservative value, conservative Mm -hmm. values and ideas and then got into uh, his position and then goes, oh, just kidding. We're going to go ahead and dismantle the drug and gang unit in L.A. Oh, and we're going to just drop any of those crimes down to just uh, misdemeanors. And Mm -hmm. we're not going to, you know, prosecute gangs as holes. We're going to look at individual, you know, crime. And it's just like. I'm like, that was an infiltrator. You, They mm-hmm. put him in that position to run like that and to flip as soon yeah. as he got in there and changed, you know, the whole makeup of, of L.A. Like L.A., it's the hugest, you know, we have huge uh, gang and drugs and, and gun problems here. Right. And you're going to go ahead and just take down the, the whole entire unit that deals with that. I mean, what right. are we doing? And you're going to let these violent people on the street. I mean, it, and it's like they're foot soldiers is what I think. It's the Soros foot soldiers. You let them out for exactly when you need them. You call them up and they exactly. do what you need. And yep. I think that they're on the wait right now. They're waiting till, uh, I mean, you see all the stuff. They're so scared. Trump's going to be coming back in August. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're putting out all this stuff. There's a reason why this Delta thing is being pushed. There's a reason why there's, you know, uh, this, you know, fear of another lockdown situation. And you right. know, everything is kind of coming to head right now. I mean, the Mike Lindell thing is going to be on, on um, in the next week or so. We have an emergency broadcast coming out in the next week or so. Just mm-hmm. everything is coming to a head. And I think that also bringing in all the illegals, that obviously takes away from, you know, what's going on at the border. But when mm-hmm. you bring in all their soldiers and you put them in all over this, these, uh, you know, um, blue states that are, uh, I'm sorry, red states that are all over the middle of the, of the United States and you put these big concentrations of people, well, you got to do is activate them. And now we'll look what we have. And so exactly. I think it's a big part of the plan. But I think this next month, there's just so many things coming to a head and yeah. it'll be 
huge to see what way we go. Because if people don't stand up this next round of lockdowns, which they're trying to slowly push everyone into, you know, news this morning, oh my God, the Delta variant is now found in all 50 states. And it's like, it doubled in in Washington. Well, when you look at doubled, it went from two cases to four. So you see how the scare tactic, and we read the article, of course, it's way at the bottom, which people don't do. And they count on people not doing that. It doubled from two to four. Well, let's freak everybody out and then lock it all down. And I think if people don't stand up and push back to this next lockdown, we're not going to have a country. I think that, that this is pretty much it. It's a breaking yeah. point because you're either going to roll over and be a little bitch and say, yeah, government, like whatever you want to do, please save us. Oh, my gosh. Or you're going to stand up like all these other countries are doing, which they don't show on TV mainstream right. media here for a reason. Don't let anybody right. get any ideas, right? That's right. what it's for. Look at January 6th. I mean, they're. Pro- I just heard today that they're not even going to allow those people to go to court until next year. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping in that whole time. And they're not even there for like, there's no insurrection charges for these people. Right. And it's like they scare you into not wanting to do what you're constitutionally allowed to do, which is to rise up against your government. And right. they say, well, they're putting all those people as an example because they know it's going to happen. And so that's why I think there's so much focus on that. Let's make these people an example. Oh, my God, look how horrible this is. Nobody do this because they know it's going to happen. And if yeah. it doesn't happen and people don't stand up, we are so fucked. Like, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I don't think there's anywhere to go. Well, unless we want to go to, like, Guatemala or Mexico because all those people are coming here. Maybe we go there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> there will be plenty of room for us down there. Oh, Lord. Yeah, because they said, like, um, even in the month of July, like 1.3 million have already crossed the border in one month. That's enough 1. to change the landscape. 1.3 million. And they're coming in huge groups. So the other day it was like 206,000 or something, over 206,000 that were apprehended and like 3,700 of them or 37,000 of them got away. Yeah, because they don't even know how like, many get away. Like yeah. mobbing. But in the infrastructure plan, <laughs> we have we have money for taking um, care of them. Illegal border crossings. Yeah. And, and in the infra- them over. an infrastructure plan. Yeah. How the motherfuck is that infrastructure? Are we gonna start like chopping them up and making roads and bridges out of them? I'm just it saying it makes no sense. I, I'm not condoning violence. I, that was a joke. But I'm just saying. I mean, how is that considered infrastructure? It's there's, not. There's nothing in there. And it's just crazy because when you see all the videos, yes, there are a lot of men, right? There's a lot of right. grown men. There are Single a lot of women. And, yeah, there's a lot of women mm-hmm. and children. And you think like, okay, if you're coming over here and you have two kids with you, like, what are you going to contribute to our society? You're not. This is the biggest welfare country in the world. They're mm-hmm. coming here to be taken care of, which mm-hmm. means what for us? taxpayers were going to get fucked because someone's got to pay for those people. And the government is just going, oh, come on over. And it's because I thought a big part of it at the beginning, too, would put all these people over is because when they come out with all these audits and all this information going, well, we've got a lot of votes and not really a lot of people. Oh, there's the people. There they are. You know, and that will literally change the political landscape. And those people are like, fuck, I'd rather be over here collecting my benefits than down there, like living in the dirt. So sure, I'll come and vote for you. You know, they don't understand that that's going to change the landscape to be exactly what they just left. But they they lure them with the carrot, you know, just come on in, you know, we'll we'll take care of you. 
but um, it's going to really, really hurt us in the end. And I, I mean, I live in San Diego, like I'm right here by the border. I mean, mm-hmm. we are sanctuary state, basically sanctuary city, sanctuary state. And so you see more of those people on the streets and not even to mention the homeless situation we have. I mean, mm-hmm. they can't even figure that out, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to let vets live on the street under bridges, but we're going to bring in all these other people, women and children that literally cannot contribute to society in any which way. Right. But we dumped millions into the homeless people. Can't figure it out. But it's okay because um, California has like one of the highest housing costs in the United States. Yeah. However, um, okay, and then you got people coming here that are only going to be given government handouts. Like the whole entire family is going to be given government handouts and mm-hmm. clothing and legal fees and free school and free, 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 free. Um, but I saw where uh, lovely Mayor Garcetti um, in L.A. <laughs> Don't get me started. Has now, has now made it um, a crime mm-hmm. for homeless um, people living on the streets and is going to impose what was eleven thousand dollar fine, yeah, or some shit that. for yeah. homeless people. Um, but yet you're putting these people that are illegal. Sorry, yes, they are illegal. They didn't mm-hmm. come here of legal means. That's right. You're you're putting them up in hotels and shit, mm-hmm. untested. Quote. Mm-hmm. Um infected possibly infected because you know we're all killers and super spreaders right um, i'd like you to prove to me that i infected or killed anyone right. um you can't because it's not possible but they're putting them up in hotels and stuff and then they're going to take it out on the veterans or the actual citizens that live here good luck collecting the 1100 that don't get sense. handouts or don't get anything for free or don't get any, you know, free legal help, free medical care, free assistance, free housing, mm-hmm. like free, 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 free. Our own citizens don't get anything for free. No, nope. but all of them get everything for free, which is if you want to come here legally, great. I'm fine with that. If you don't, um, I'm sorry, but it's not my job as a taxpayer to fork up the money to pay for you and 1.3 million other people in, in one month. Yeah. I don't know how they think they're going to do it. I don't know what they think they're going to do. I mean, it's, it's obviously there's some money in that infrastructure bill, but that's just going to put the whole country in such a mess. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going like, and I say it all the time, like how much further over the cliff can we go? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be able to pull ourselves back out? We're literally hanging by our fingernails. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull ourselves out after this because we're going to have, regardless if anything happens politically and, and the uh, elections flipped or regardless of that, we mm-hmm. now have over a million people we have to figure out how to take care of. Right. Well, how's that going to happen? I just right. don't even see how that can happen. I mean, we're talking about job numbers and, oh, you know, the job numbers and, and unemployment. Well, now we have people that don't have jobs and there's all these other people that aren't willing to work and get the job. So they're going to take your jobs. And then now you have Americans sitting on there asking paid. It just is such a mess, you know, and it's such, and it is so sad to see, you know, um, and like I said, I drive through LA all the time and they're literally like homeless encampments on the side of the freeway, like just shacks everywhere. everywhere. Yep. And that's, and they just live there. And I'm like, and I pay so much in property taxes and right. you're just living right there. Like I, it's just unbelievable, but they carve out all this money to go to homeless services. But by the time they get the committee together to figure out the homeless, 
All the, the money's gone. I was going to say the money mysteriously, miraculously vanished into thin air. We were, yeah, we were mm. able to uh, to give you know salaries to ten people, but the homeless are still in the streets, and we don't we didn't do anything at all. It's just it's yeah, such it's, a it is a complete and total money laundering scheme. It definitely um, is. And they and the worst. same thing uh, what they did in Baltimore and you know. Um, their congressperson that passed away and mysteriously all this money that he was given to take care of homeless and stuff that just, I don't know, like millions of dollars just disappeared, but that his wife's foundation and all yes, this other yeah. crap. Yeah. It's a, every thing like um, California is really bad at that. Uh, especially LA. I have a lot of friends that, that live in LA, um, LA County. And it's like one of those things where they just pour like millions of dollars in and then just evaporates into thin air and nothing other changes. But here again on the, on the equality front. Okay. So we have all these people that are our citizens that we don't take care of that don't get anything free from the government. Yeah. But then you have all these illegal people they get everything free because you're paying for it. Yep. Go figure. Go figure. Oh, by the way, thanks so much for my $300 advanced child tax credit. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate thanks. it. And then they Thanks for the money that you're allowing me to take as a credit that should have been mine all along that but you should never anyways, that you should yeah. have never been taken out of my paycheck so. exactly exactly and then they they run around you know i on um on uh twitter even today i saw they're like oh this 300 dollars really helps american families i was like do you guys not understand and a lot of my friends didn't understand they thought this was like a stimulus they're giving you your own money in advance so next year you're gonna be fucked People do not understand. I told my friend, I was like, you know, if you pay off credit cards, if you are saving for a vacation, if you use that money for savings, if you're trying to buy a house, like whatever right. it is, you use that chunk of money that you get back. By the Tax way, it's going to be gone. Year. Yes. You won't get it. And so I declined it. I was like, fuck that because I don't want my taxes to be harder anyways. And I don't want to exactly. have to deal with that. And I, I, really, I mean, that's how I pay my property taxes. So I, I don't want to get it. In, and my friend's like, that's just free money, $600 a month. I'm going, it's not. It's not. You, next year, you're going to be screwed. And I think the majority of people don't even know that because the Democrats are going, well, we're just, you know, giving you an extra $300 a month. No, no, no. You're you're advancing me my $300 I would have already gotten. So people mm -hmm. are very confused on that front. And next year is going to be a mess. A right. mess. Talk about the illegals we have to take care of. Then people are going to be underwater, possibly, or, you know, not financially where they thought they were going to be because they're collecting right. their money now and blowing it, trying to push it into the economy, which is what they want, right? make Joe Biden's economy look great, but mm -hmm. they're going to be screwed next year. There's just, right. and, and no one educated themselves on that. But as soon as I was like, hold on, you want to give me 300 extra dollars? Let me go look into this. You know, that's just my brain. I, and so mm -hmm. I read the whole IRS website about it. And I'm like, this isn't what people think it is. And they're going to be screwed because they're just trying to say, oh, we're helping you out. Oh, and the next year, it's going to be hard. A lot of people aren't going to realize. Here's a, here's a way for people to think of that. Um, it's like one of those payday advance places. Yes. Okay. Where, oh, you can get money today. And then guess what? They put a very large exorbitant fee on it. And then you have to pay it back in a week. So you're already in a hole because you had to borrow the money in the first place. Yep. And then they tack on what? 25, 35% uh, interest on your payback that's due in a week. 
Yep. And so it's the same kind of thing. It's like a payday loan. Yeah. And so, you know, you're if you do any kind of budgeting or anything like that and say next year you're expecting to get uh, a refund of, you know, a thousand dollars or something. Well, guess what? That's not going to happen because they already advanced you some of that money. So, just so I'm saying. saying, yeah, a friend of mine, she's like, oh, wait, you know, I pay my credit cards down and when I get my done, I'm like, well, do you know that if you're collecting that, <laughs> you better be saving it and paying it now because you won't have that next time. And I mean, I, I made a post about mm -hmm. just like telling people like you and a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. So you have an opportunity to opt out. If people don't know, you can go onto the IRS website and opt out. Mm -hmm. You cannot opt back in, but you can opt out now. And so um, I, I did that. I was like, I don't want thanks. Thanks, but no thanks, Biden. I don't want to take any of my money back right now. And and nice try. Nice yeah. try to just try to fuck everybody over without because yeah. we're so instant gratification society right. that True. we're like, perfect. I have an extra, you know, however many kids you have. I have an extra $300. So I'm going to go out and do this and do that. And we want it, want it, want it now without ever realizing what the consequences are or even looking into why are you getting it? Like, mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, it's just some people are just so oblivious. And that's why I'm like trying to scream it from the rooftops, people. This is what's going on. Like, yeah. you cannot trust them. It's just, it doesn't work like that. And it's important um, to have people like you that share that information because so many people are just so, like, they would rather not know and just bury mm -hmm. their head in the sand and yeah. just, okay, okay, government, whatever you say, because everything uh -huh. you say is really good for me. I will trust yeah. you 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then so. it's funny, in the like at the very beginning when I was starting to do this, like, why don't you trust the government? And I'm just like, oh, let me, oh, don't make me get, don't get me started. And I'm pumping all the articles. It's like, I don't I'm, have enough reams of paper to tell I, you. I don't. Yeah. I'm like, let me show you just a few examples in the last few years. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. people with this whole vaccine thing, it's like, does any, did everybody forget what happened in the Tuskegee experiment? Like, mm -hmm. we're just, oh, come on, get your shots. Syphilis. Just give mm -hmm. all of the, give everybody stuff. What are you doing? Like th this literally happened. This is documented stuff. And it's funny because when you, you know, talk about CIA ops and then mm -hmm. you, you know, people are like that never happened. Oh, hold on. Let me get it from the CIA like vault real quick. Their Here, own, their own website. Exactly. Yeah, and then you, they don't take the time to, to read it. So I'll, let me just give you the, give me, give you the cliff notes here of what really happened because, uh, uh, you're being lied to. And, and mm -hmm. it's, you know, people think that, you know, the government wouldn't, wouldn't do that. And they, why would they do that? What do you mean? Why wouldn't they do that? Because they're idiots. No one's paying attention. And that's why I think we got how we are now because they've blinded us, you know, like right. entertainment and like food. I mean, think about what we're doing to our bodies and our brains. Like we're just, right. we're destroying ourselves and we're being blinded. But some of us are like, willfully walking into that and don't care you know they're just like mm -hmm. it's like you've seen that meme where the people just walking they literally fall off the cliff because they're mm -hmm. just following what they're supposed to do exactly. that's what's happening and they they made it that way they made you busy like going back to two parents working all the time they made you so busy having to worry about making ends meet and paying your freaking taxes and mm -hmm. doing all that that you don't have time to look into this stuff you don't have the time so right. when you're when you're tired at the end of the day and you've got to feed your kids you got to do the laundry you got to clean up the house are you going to sit down and look at the news and really dig into the to, into the subjects and really figure out what these politicians are doing or who they're involved with or what their ties are or what the agenda is? No. And they made it that way. And that's how we got to the where where we are because mm -hmm. they, we've been blinded purposely. And the dumbing, dumbing down of education. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Let's let's just watch, um, you know, the Kardashians on TV for four hours. And that's more entertaining um, than, than doing any, any research for yourself and educating yourself on anything. 
And, and it's a, it's a huge, it's a trap. It really is a huge trap. And I'm like, so thankful that I'm not in that, you know, sometimes doing this Mm -hmm. is hard, you know, it's definitely gets discouraging. It gets depressing sometimes just seeing like, ah, when is someone going to do something? What is happening? Like, why aren't people understanding what's happening? And, um, but just to know that I'm not like that anymore and I'm not in that, it's, it's nice, you know? And there's sometimes I'm like, gosh, I just wish I could go back to how it was, but I wouldn't ever go back to how it was. I would never want to be ignorant like that again. I just, it's, I'm so lucky. And then at the beginning I had like the serious guilt that like, I didn't know this stuff before. Like, oh my gosh, if I knew this stuff, I could have changed these certain things in my life or whatever, whatever it is. But, um, and then I realized that, you know, it's, it's all God's plan to put you where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. So you can't really regret not knowing because you're thankful that you do now. And right. that you're supposed to be doing what you're doing now to let other people know so they can feel that same way. Like, oh, I'm so glad that I know this. And then change our lives and change our world because we're slaves. And I know that everybody oh, sees yeah. that meme of the meme of everybody <clears throat> bowing down and the chessboards on their back. And if we just right. stood up and did something, but that is exactly what it is. And I'm saying, man, if we do not stand up this next time that they try to do this whole lockdown thing, we're fucked. We're just, Some people are too up. scared to fight, though which is really sad because everybody has the ability, mm-hmm. but even the people that um, like the people that have actually conformed and done everything that they were told to do. Um, and now they're finding out that it was a lie. Mm-hmm. I love hearing stories like that. I love yeah. um, seeing people come to that realization and then they're like, well, like I thought they were uh, kooks before all these conspiracy theorists, but like everything they said has come true. Yeah. And I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I like to say that I have a doctorate in factual evidence. I love that. So, you know, yes. like you can call me whatever quote slanderous name that you want to call me. Um, it, only makes me that much stronger because if that's the only argument that you have to call me names, um, sad for you. But if you can't come back at me with something, sorry, sorry for you. Yep. So Mm -hmm. Miss Casey, where can they find all (laughs) of your stuff at? Um, well, you can find me always on Twitter for as long as Twitter will have me, um, under peelback report. I'm also on Instagram, um, under peelback report. Uh, Odyssey under Peelback Report, basically everywhere under Peelback Report. Um, BitChute and Rumble is where I'm posting now, and I will be on um, on YouTube for as long as until I get my next strike because I'm pretty sure that's done. But that's under Peelback Report, so basically everywhere under Peelback Report. And then I do our news show. Um, you can find that Real News live on Rumble. Um, we we do it live uh, and we broadcast on YouTube because we love the interaction with the audience and uh, questions right. and comments we like to talk about and stuff. But um, as soon as that's off, we post it on rumble for the replay so everyone can catch but we're i mean i'm up in the morning digging news and we're pumping out you know the things that no one else is really talking about is what we do and so yeah and then i'll be doing my interviews and posting them back to uh to rumble and to bitsheet mainly so yep and then if anybody you know i love the interaction so twitter and um instagram i you know hit me up send me stuff i love reading people's articles things i don't come across myself and so I, I love that. I love the interaction with the community because really it's like a big family, you know, right. I know a lot of us feel like we're alone in this journey, you know, especially when you're first getting into it, but you, no one is, we're all, we've all been there and we're all here together. 
And uh, it's just a big family and it's a, such a great community to be a part of. So I love that. But that's basically it. Peel back report everywhere. <laughs> Amen to that. And yeah. for me, big announcement. Um, after waiting for over a year, I finally was able to get myself back on the Apple podcast. So nice. there you go. You can follow me back on there now. Um, so make sure you like, subscribe, and download because the more comments that we get, the further up in the rankings that we get um, after they kneecap me the first time. So make sure everybody that you do that, make sure you get involved, find your voice, stand up, say no, learn to say no authoritatively. Uh, don't bow, don't bend, and don't break. So for me and for Casey, have a good one and we'll see you next time.